Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. As I said, a warm welcome to you today to Calvary Church and part of the Parish of Calvary St. George's on this first Sunday of stewardship. Um, About seven years ago, someone approached me after one of my sermons and said, Jake, what I love about you is you never preach about money. (laughs) So anyway, um, but here we are. And so, uh, no, not always. But anyway, um, I hope that this isn't what you pick up from our four-part sermon series through the book of Philippians. Um, what uh, I'm not going to talk to you about, um, you know, evaluating your spiritual life by looking at your checkbook or anything like that. I, was, I remember somebody once preached that, and I was like, I use a debit card. But anyway, um, the, uh, um, I'm not going to do that. None of these guilt trips, nothing like that, spiritual manipulation. Instead, what the clergy and I want to talk to you about this year in this season of stewardship is really um, partnership. Partnership in a mission that is immeasurable. A mission that actually has eternal ramifications for the world around us. Now, when I talk about partnership, I want to clarify something. I'm not talking about a partnership with God. Uh, that uh, He most certainly doesn't need our help for anything. He is the God of the universe, and he does what he deigns. And what he deigns and what he has decided to do is, by the power of the Holy Spirit, work through us in heralding this message to the very ends of the earth. As Luther once said, God masks himself as we take this message to the world. And so the clergy are going to preach about four things over the season of stewardship. Four things that God creates within us in the midst of our partnership, laity and clergy. And what does God create? He creates immeasurable thankfulness. That's what I'm going to preach about today. He creates immeasurable joy. He creates immeasurable faith. And he creates immeasurable gratitude. There's a distinction between thanksgiving and gratitude, and I'll preach on that on the last Sunday. But these are the fruits of the partnership in sharing this immeasurable mission of the gospel with the world. And that's what we're going to be talking about over the next four weeks. Now, I want to begin by taking a look at our gospel reading. All three readings are amazing texts to preach about. But today in our gospel reading, Jesus heals ten lepers, nine who were Jewish and one who was a Samaritan. And one of the lessons that we learn through this gospel reading is that immeasurable thankfulness, heck, just thankfulness alone, is not natural to humans. I mean, I have to tell my children, say thank you, say thank you. I have to tell myself, say thank you, say thank you. Thankfulness, including immeasurable thankfulness, is a fleeting emotion in the human. Just think about it. How many times, how many people do you know the name of the person that held the door for you ten years ago? You know, it's a fleeting emotion. And here we see that in our gospel. Only one leper comes back to give Jesus thanks. A Samaritan leper. And so what does that mean? It means he's not only an outsider, he's a double outsider. And to him, Jesus says, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. The Greek is actually much more powerful. In the Greek, Jesus says to this guy, your faith has saved you. That's a bit bigger than just simply healing. Though salvation certainly leads to healing. The Samaritan, you see, in this this story, he knew whom to trust. 
not only with his disease, but also his death. And you and I, we know who to trust, not only with the little things in our life, but the big thing that's all coming for us all, death. We know whose hands that's in. Faith makes the Jesus connection. And this is what we're about. Your faith has saved you. Or in other words, your Jesus has saved you. And this is my first point. Immeasurable thankfulness is the fruit of knowing we, though our sins be great, and I'm speaking of me here, though our sins be great, have been not only healed by Jesus, but saved by Jesus. Saved by Jesus. This is important business. And this salvation now flows out amongst us as a partnership, and it creates immeasurable thanksgiving as we share and rejoice in our salvation together in word and then gathered around this table in sacrament. The best illustration of this immeasurable thankfulness, though, that comes out of a good partnership between a congregation and her pastor is St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, his relationship with the Church of Philippi. St. Paul wrote this letter, that's our epistle reading, probably about 10 years after his first encounter with the Philippians, most likely from a prison in Rome. Probably one of the most famous verses in the entire Bible is, I can do all things through God who strengthens and empowers me. This is a very, very powerful letter. And the opening chapter conveys St. Paul's immeasurable thankfulness for this congregation that has come from the gospel. Take a look. St. Paul begins by writing, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you always, and in every prayer of mine, for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And you can learn about St. Paul's first day with the Philippians and about three years with them by reading Acts chapter 16. Paul and his group tried to go to this town called Bithynia, moving east. But the Bible tells us that the Spirit wouldn't allow him. And so that night, Paul received a vision from a man from Macedonia, begging them to come. And so they went to the principal city of Philippi, named after Philip the Great. And amazing and terrifying things happened there in Philippi while they were there doing their ministry. And this oftentimes happens when the gospel is preached. St. Paul arrives with his team, Silas and the group. They arrive and they meet Lydia, a very prosperous businesswoman who, as the Bible says, was a seller of purple. They engage in justice there. And they heal a woman who had been possessed by demons, and her masters used that for their benefit. She basically was like a median, and St. Paul exercises her, and her, the, her masters get furious. And so they bring Paul and Silas before the magistrate in Philippi, and they say, these people are teaching folks to do things that are not lawful, that go against our customs. And so Paul and Silas are arrested, and they're beaten with sticks. And I mean, this makes like Singapore look like just like a light spanking. And then they are put in prison. And actually this window right over here, you have St. Paul in the center, and then you have St. Silas to the right. There's the image because what happens is, is an earthquake happens and their chains, their bonds are, they fall off of them. And the prison guard, knowing that this is certain death, begins to try and kill himself. And Paul says, 
In Acts chapter 16, verse 28, do not harm yourself, for we're all still here. It's amazing. These guys had such a confidence in God and his work that they didn't run for it. And before the night was over, Paul had baptized this jailer and his entire family. Well, soon the magistrate realizes that they have arrested a Roman citizen without a fair trial because Paul was a Roman citizen. And, um, and what they do is they say, you've got to get out of here. You're not allowed here anymore. And so Paul goes back to Lydia. They encourage this small little church. And then this church begins to grow. And it grew in thankfulness for the gospel that St. Paul brought them. And so they supported his ministry over the 10 years. And if you know anything about Roman prisons, you know that the people, when you went to jail in Rome, it wasn't like you got three square meals a day and had some time in the yard. You were like basically locked in a room. And if nobody came to visit you, you didn't eat. And the Philippians got word of this. And so they sent a person from Philippi, a man by the name of Aphroditus, to come and be Paul's personal assistant there and to support him and get him food and drink so that he could carry on his ministry. And so what we learn from this, and this is really my second point here, is that the immeasurable mission of spreading the gospel, it cannot be done by clergy alone. We believe in the priesthood of all believers And in this immeasurable mission, what God does is God calls us through the gospel into partnership. Partnership through our time, our talent, and our treasure to further the gospel, not only here in Calvary St. George's in our parish, but beyond. And for this partnership to be long-term and for it to be genuine, it must be the fruit of of a measurable thankfulness. It can't be the root. It has to be the fruit. We can't start with partnership. We start with the gospel. And then all of us who've been saved, who've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, who share in this forgiveness of sin, clergy and lay, we work together to take that message out into the world. And like St. Paul with the Philippians, I want to say how immeasurably thankful we, and especially me, the clergy are for your support. And like St. Paul goes on to say in chapter 1, this thankfulness, this thankfulness, your support has emboldened our witness in the preaching of the gospel. It hasn't lessened it, it's emboldened it. It hasn't made us more comfortable, it's pushed us out further. And so we, as a parish are sharing and equipping all of us with the gospel through amazing teaching, through good preaching, through wonderful worship that's vertical and focused on Christ. And we're hoping to spread that out into a 5 p.m. service in the spring once again. We are taking the gospel beyond our walls. Our Sunday school curriculum, Story Makers, is being used throughout the diocese now in the Episcopal Church. We're preaching and taking the gospel and things to Sweden. In May, we're going to go and share the gospel and what we're doing here in the Church of Korea. And Ben, through his work, is now starting missions with Haiti. So we're taking the gospel out. And I want to say thank you for your support in this last year. Paul was so thankful for this church in Philippi. It was immeasurable. And he makes the point, if you take a look and read it, he says, it is right for me to feel this way about 
all of you, because I hold you in my heart, for you are partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in my defense and confirmation of the gospel. So notice that the validity of the gospel is not tied up into Paul's surroundings. And the validity of the gospel is not tied up into you and I's surroundings either. It's an external word that's true, whether you're in prison or not, whether you're down or not. And what this word says is that your sins are forgiven and that absolutely nothing can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. He goes on to say right here, For God is my witness, how I yearn for you with all affection in Christ Jesus. Now, if you look at the body, the corpus of Paul's work in the epistles, very rarely does he say, as God is my witness, So when we see this, we know that he really means it. He means it. The love he has for the Philippians is the same love and affection that he had received from Christ, from the gospel. And so he holds them in his heart. He yearns for them. These aren't words of a disimpassioned teacher. These are words of a teacher who has been transformed by a salvific message. The depths of his conviction is unquestionable. Go home and reread this chapter. It's powerful. However, this is what I hope you understand. Is Paul's immeasurable thankfulness, our immeasurable thankfulness here at Calvary St. George's, is the result and the fruit of the gospel. The message that says, because of Jesus, we are loved when it is not due, and there is nothing we can do to earn it. This love, this message outside of ourselves, it's so collided with St. Paul. It's so collided with the Philippians. And it is so collided with us. And it emboldened Paul to make the statement, I am confident that the good work that God has started in you, indeed he will bring to completion. There's no tips for us on how to make this happen because it is already happening here at Calvary St. George's. This reckless gospel, it just permeates the parish. And I am so confident as well that the good work God has begun here, he will also bring into completion. And this is my third point. I have this confidence because what we are talking about is not fickle. What we are talking about is not a gimmick. It's not a human passing made-up message. What is coursing through our veins, this love that is coursing through our veins by virtue of our baptisms, is an immeasurable salvific love which comes right from the heart of Jesus. And it creates an immeasurable thanksgiving in our lives, To have laser missional focus on that which is important to Jesus. And what's important to Jesus? You. What's important to Jesus? Me. What's important to Jesus? This world. This city. Filled with wounded people. Filled with people trying to climb a spiritual ladder to reach a God they'll never be able to get on their own because this God has come down to meet them. And when he meets people, and all of us can to attest to it, when the gospel hits your heart, 
Wounds are healed. Sins are forgiven. And immeasurable thanksgiving is born in us. Giving us the ability to, like the Philippians, give out of thankfulness. And to see that reckless and purifying gospel of a wonderful Savior who will never abandon us, carry out into the streets, into the very ends of the earth. So let's pray together. Let's partner together to get this immeasurable thanksgiving out to the world so others like us can come around and through word and sacrament, whether we're in jail, whether whatever's going on, get together and enjoy our forgiveness. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.